When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Let's go! What's up, everyone? Welcome to Binge Town TV. My name is Jim, and I'm joined by my co-host, Paul, and we are continuing our coverage of Amazon Studios' Reacher Season 2. Today, we cover Season 2, Episode 7, titled The Man Goes Through. But first, as always, a little Binge Town TV housekeeping. If you're listening from our Reacher feed and are not familiar with our other podcast coverage, then we just want to remind you that we cover so many different shows, and we would love to have you as a listener for those as well. We recently covered The Fall of the House of Usher, Attack on Titan, Beacon 23, and A Murder at the End of the World. And besides Reacher, we're also covering Jujutsu Kaisen, the live-action adaptation of Yu Yu Hakusho, and Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And coming up very soon, actually tonight, we have True Detective Season 4. So what I'm trying to say, like I always do, is that we cover a lot of TV, and we want you all to come for the ride. All you have to do is search Binstown TV on any of your favorite podcast apps, or check us out at BinstownTV.com. All right. Season 2, Episode 7, titled The Man Goes Through, Paul. This is our penultimate episode of season two, and I feel like this episode, we don't have to go scene by scene. There's a couple big points that we got, a lot of action, and yeah, we could just talk about how we feel. I feel like we don't have to go and spend a million hours on on scene by scene because a lot of the scene by scene is action. So obviously, point number one, Paul, we can cry now. It's time to Dude. cry. Russo's dead. Confirmed. We knew it. We, we figured it. But we needed to know and be confirmed on screen that he's dead. I had hope that he was alive, but immediately Reacher just refers to him as he dies within hours of confronting his boss. So it's like pretty much known. And Neely says, you know, I had a good man die in my arms last night. So I was bummed. Heartbreaking off the bat. Um, but I think the people want to know, and we just want to continue to play our favorite game, is O'Donnell bad? And yeah, right. I don't know if I can uh, really continue with this one, um, with this theory, because he's getting tortured pretty good. And he's either playing the part yeah. really well and saying, like, bro, like, you don't have to hit me that hard. We're on the same team. I'm just undercover. <laughs> but I, uh, I don't think so. I think he's getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, so we went pretty hard at O'Donnell. And, <laughs> oh my gosh, I mean, what episode did we start saying he was bad? Episode two, the first episode of our coverage, because they covered the first three episodes in one. We came at him. Dixon, same thing. Hilariously, we're yeah. just not going to have a dirty player in the special investigators. And I want to call out someone who did message us on Instagram, and they said... Why would you be coming at O'Donnell and Dixon if the whole thing is that Swan's defense is that he's a special investigator and Reacher trusts him? Well, so are Dixon and so are O'Donnell. So why would you be okay with Swan being good but not them? And why are you coming at them? And basically, 
I messaged them back saying, fully understand. I mean, it's a, it's a great point, but we're going off tropes of TV. You know, we're going off the fact that we knew from season one, Reacher had some dirty cops. He had the, the, the FBI agent going against him. We're assuming that Reacher's supposed to be the smartest guy in the world. So the only way to level out the playing field is to have someone that he doesn't expect be actively playing against him. Also, the Swan thing was so freaking obvious that we're thinking that something like this episode, episode seven, is a good time to reveal something shocking. And guess what? They didn't. Mm-mm. They didn't do shit. There's no reveal. It's pretty cookie cutter. I've been saying cookie cutter a lot this season. And honestly, I'm a little disappointed because it kind of is. They openly made it so obvious that Swan was going to end up not being bad. And then it made us think, well, there has to be some kind of twist. And now they're all just good guys. And there is no twist, at least as far as we see now. Yeah. Could the finale could uh, really stick the landing and fuck maybe Swan really is bad and it was like a double double cross and I don't know we'll see I doubt it, I, I, it you said cookie cutter and I think it's that's how it's gonna go I don't think we're gonna get anything crazy going on any big surprises it would be nice if we did but I don't really know but a hundred percent I I think we were just going off of like weird little camera cuts to O'Donnell's face or like the phone call and the and the little different scenes. It's like, yeah, he was saying it was his kid, but really it could have been. And it's just, that's half the fun of the yeah. show is, uh, and he's the one the that they introduced. Yeah. He's the one they introduced as being, you know, the little D bag. And he's the one that works with the politicians mm-hmm. that is quasi scumbag. I mean, it's been announced to us that he could be possibly dirty. And, I don't think it was a really outlandish claim that we had. So we'll see. <laughs> We're just um, having fun. But that's part of the yeah, fun. So let me, spitting all the theories and watching some of them come true, but watch 99% of them just <laughs> get busted. Throw it at the wall, see what sticks. And oh, yeah. what I'll say is if we really, really, really want to keep this alive, Dixon or O'Donnell could be working for the buyer or AM as yeah. dirty. And if they're doing that, then Langston and their crew wouldn't know that, which would be why they're getting tortured and it's not a big deal. So I'm still not going there. I mean, I really don't think at this point it's going to be any of that kind of stuff. But it's still alive. But no, it's most likely that the special investigators, the story they're trying to tell is they all are pure. Mm. And they're all good guys. So... Something else that I want to talk about on this topic. I mean, this episode isn't going to be a lot of like, all right, scene one, we saw this, and scene two, we saw that. So we might as well just discuss. And we talked about in the last episode, what are you thinking about the special investigator sticking around in later seasons? We got a little Roscoe mm-hmm. shout. Got a little mention. Love that. Yeah. They gave us a reason why she can't help out, which is okay. Like, it's it's good enough reason. Finley was a little weird. He was like, oh, he's busy now. <laughs> yeah. He helped me earlier, but he's busy. Super yeah. busy. Can't wrap um, him up in it again or whatever. Yeah. So my whole thing was, all right, here we go. Neely, our girl forever. Season three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. She could be our girl. She could stick around. Mm. O'Donnell or Dixon, whichever one, dirty. So they won't stick around. Maybe the other one dies. So at this point, 
And again, what I said is if Dixon is dirty and O'Donnell sticks around, he would be good to stick around because he could be on the side as the person you need for blackmail or any of that kind of quasi scumbag stuff. But I feel like if he's not, if he's actually good, he's just going to go back with his family and we might not really get him anymore. So he might not be like a long term one, you know, and that's the question here. I agree with you there and I feel you. But are you going to be annoyed that, you know, you're spending a season getting to know these people? getting to love them, and there's a good possibility. I mean, they're not, I would say they're most likely not going to be main characters ever again moving forward unless you're Neely, and even so, they might reverse it and make it more like season one where it is Reacher-centric, and Neely is just like, hey, I'll jump in when I need to jump in. Yeah. I I don't know. I've it's it's the constant James Bond aspect of it too, and you've said it like they constantly feel like there's got to be a new love interest. So the fact that I even brought up Roscoe's name, I wasn't expecting that. So I don't even know what's going to happen honestly with season three. Just I've I've heard so many mixed reviews with this season that I'm like, oh god, I hope it doesn't get canceled. Oh no, they're they're fine just because it's the number one show in the freaking world right now, pretty much. I mean, okay. it's still breaking records for. Amazon Prime, for social media, all that kind of stuff. So there's oh, no yeah. issues with it being renewed, and I'm pretty sure it was already renewed. But, I'll double check. Um, yeah, I mean, I think basically what I want to say, like I've always said, is I'm still entertained by this show, but it does seem like episode by episode I'm starting to get more and more cognizant or maybe even just like I've always been cognizant, but now I'm getting more annoyed by it, certain tropes that they keep using or – uh, I don't know. Like, it's not even about like suspending your disbelief. It is just seemingly like, hey, this is just kind of sloppy writing at certain I, things. Like, I was cracking the fuck up at uh, him in the scrubs, like walking around as a nurse. And I'm like, nobody's yeah. going to question you. Like, you're walking around like you're not a giant of a man. Like, I think they would recognize you if they saw you before. Um, and just to go into like freaking Reacher, like having. Th- how many up close and personal kills this episode just murdering people like murder Russo's boss at his home murder the dude in the hospital what threw down the other dude in the hospital too it's like how's he just getting away with this like he just walks out and everything's fine and he had like a comment about it but like it was a lie when he was like i'm at a double homicide i'm waiting to be questioned it was a lie, but I feel like that would happen way more often because he's just murdering people left and right. In season one, it was a little bit better because actually it was almost a lot better because a lot of his kills were like in the middle of a field. Like when mm-hmm. he killed the first two guys, the Finley was pissed about that he hid in the trunk and then they disposed of the bodies. And and then even if it's the scene where the cleaners, if that's what you want to call them, Reacher knew he was being set up, so he put on that freaking awesome, ma- uh, I don't want to say makeup, but whatever he put on to, to be able to camouflage mm. in the middle of the storm, and he took them all out. He left them there, but it was like an empty house. We're talking about this crowded-ass hospital with cops all around. Let's talk about, just quickly, the fact that Reacher tries to be cool and meta and smart by saying, like, hey, I can't blow up your dick because people will be wondering how you die with your dick being blown up, so they'll check the security cameras. But they won't check the security cameras if one six five guy comes in with with his partner. The person dies immediately. They yeah. walk out. He's screaming. The cops are right outside the door. None of that triggers anything. And Reacher's like, yeah, no, if I blow your dick off, 
that's a problem. <laughs> but if I kill you, we're good. I mean, they'll just assume you died. Not, you know, not say like, oh, there's two nurses in there that decided to leave in the middle of some guy flatlining. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of it, stuff is not the tropey action stuff that I was okay with, like, letting pass by. That's just sloppy to me. It's it's a fine line, too, because, like, I, it's not like I want them to spend, like, a bunch of screen time showing them how they got away with everything. But at the same time, it's like, how can they just continually do this over and over with zero repercussions? And like you're saying, season one in the country, I guess it just made more sense um, you know, it's it's not just people on top of each other, like in the city. But uh, I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's starting to be like, all right, what the heck? I think one of the best parts about this show is like how low key funny it is. Like they'll it yeah. literally this episode just made me crack up like two different parts. Like one, Richard with the Clark bar. Like the yeah, girl takes it, the last Clark bar. Yeah, and he's just like watching her eat it, like pissed. Um, that was one, and then also with uh he's choking the dude in the hospital and he's like if you scream i'll rip your trachea out and your last thoughts will be holy shit he actually did it <laughs> i'm like that's yeah. actually fucking funny because it yeah. does sound like that's totally an empty threat right like if you move i'll rip your throat out but reach is like no like i'll <laughs> you'll, I'll you'll be like holy shit out. yeah the action scenes are cool i thought that the flashback scene with the takedown was really cool, and we can get into that in a sec. And I thought that the throwdown in the hospital was cool, but at the same time, you know, this guy is a hitman. He comes in, he's attacking Neely. It's just another one of those joking scenes where Reacher kills the dude, and he's like, "Oh, we should have questioned him. I wanted to question him." Yeah. Uh, whatever. It's, I actually but, wrote that. I was like, "What are the odds that he literally lands and his neck, neck first perfectly gets sliced by the?" saw that wasn't even on it was just a blade it wasn't even on right yeah so i don't know it's it's stuff like that it's kind of weird but at the same time i guess if it just moves it along whatever another big thing that we can talk about here is am so i know you specifically were saying i really really wish we get more from am well i think we got even less of am now i feel like they're really pushing the fact that he now is no one he's the middleman and that's all they're using him for. He's a cool assassin middleman. We see him for two seconds. He checks the missiles, and not that this is a big deal, but like he picked up that missile like it was like paper mache or something. It was so like <laughs> light looking to me. <laughs> Again, with no padding. We saw him for on two seconds. Case too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about padding and and the missile seeming too light when I've never even been near a hundred <laughs> feet, of five million feet of a missile before. Yeah. But, I have no idea. Know, I know missiles. Yeah. No, but what you're saying about AM, though, I totally agree. Like, why did they have him have, like, this interesting backstory of just always reading comic books, giving the comic book to a little kid? And I I feel like that's leading nowhere. And I thought we were going to get a lot of it and his reasoning behind it this episode and then maybe a throwdown at the finale. But mm-hmm. now it's just kind of like, are they even going to bring that up? Or was that just, like, an episode? two and three thing and we're just never yeah. gonna see him ha- like have that cool bad guy like his unique thing like yeah, am background just- story give him a freaking world building here man give us yeah. some give us something so, to care about with this guy i was definitely a little bummed out with that um but finally langston speaking of bad guys we got him actually doing a smart move instead of just sitting around <laughs> waiting to be picked off he finally 
you know, sent some people out and we didn't see how they got them, O'Donnell and Dixon. Right. We saw them get Marlo and her daughter, send them off to Buffalo where Dixon has a safe house or whatever. And Which, then all Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's stop there. <laughs> we were we're we were bitching about the hospital stuff, but let's just this whole motel scene where Reacher's like, Does anybody have anywhere we can go? And O'Donnell <laughs> or Dixon is like, Hey, so like for six months after the army, which was a million years ago, I stayed in this place and it was six months, but me and this landlord were homies, all right? <laughs> I sent him Christmas cards every year. I trust yeah. him with my life. Six <laughs> months, I trust him with my life. Let's send these girls or the mom and the daughter to this guy, this 70-plus-year-old <laughs> guy who, who after the Army, I don't remember how many years ago the Army was, but he was 70 back then, I think she said. Yeah. So, my goodness, I don't know what the heck that was. Yeah. Again, th- th- what you're saying, this just out of nowhere completely out yeah. of nowhere they couldn't have dropped that like i don't know episode one when we saw dixon and she said something about that like they feel like they're like all right shit we need a place to stuff them let's like show all them you somewhere. have to do if you need convenience if you really need convenience all you have to do is be dixon or o'donnell and be like hey I got someone that I've been working with. Dixon could be like, yo, someone that I work with undercover. I've been working with him or her for the past however many years. I trust them. We can put in a favor. They'll take care of them until we finish this whole thing. O'Donnell the same way. That's like a convenient, like, whatever. I'll say, uh, I'll roll my eyes a little bit, but it's still like can make sense. But this whole like landlord for six months after the army in Buffalo and he, he saved me when I fell on my back from the ice and... <laughs> no, no. You know, I don't know what the hell. I mean, I understand it's supposed to be like under the radar, like no one could guess, but still. I would love it if Dixon was actually bad and she's just making all this shit up on the spot as a lie. And, you know, she's getting fake tortured. That was a, that was a fake knife stab to the arm. That wasn't real. You can still be bad working for AM or <laughs> the buyer, but yeah. <sighs> No, because that, that none of it's whole... just it's just done. I feel like it's done, and it's and it's a shame because I really was rooting for certain things to happen to make me say that this was a good season. Now, again, good versus entertaining. We always talk about like you know what tier are we going to say writing wise. We are very very uh, Paul. I think you are the most. You've said it the most on the podcast, and it's hilarious because. We're stealing from Reacher, but you've been saying it for a while, not the specific words, but details matter. Like, you always say on the pod that you care about how things are connecting and how the story and the writing works. Well, they're starting to screw this up more and more every episode when I was rooting for them to have it situated. Um, I, at this point, am saying that season one is way better than season two. But that doesn't mean I'm still not entertained. Like, I'm watching the episode and I'm going like, all right, I'm entertained. It's Mm. fine. I'm not so mad that I'm like, this show freaking sucks. I'm turning it off. It's just that because we're podcasters and avid TV watchers, we got some problems and we have to talk about them. We're not just going to let them fly under the radar. Yeah. And exactly what you're saying. It is the the parts, the bits. We said this last episode that they are good. The show does have. That's why it's big for a reason, right? To jump back to the flashback, do you think that's going to the flashback's just been a smaller example of what the deal is actually going on. Like in, in the sense that 
what is what is happening in the flashback was they actually had dirty soldiers in the military selling. So I don't know. Is this just going to be the same exact outcome? I mean, even Neely said it. Like I'm getting the same vibes. Like right. we, we kind of screwed ourselves. So did they already give us the answer in that sense that like the buyer will probably be somebody bad? Like we already have the dirty cops already working for the whole new age thing. So I guess like if you want to talk about, you know, having bad people on the inside, you have that aspect for it. But I don't know. I just feel like they keep going back to the flashback and I'm like, what are they trying to tell us? I know in the beginning it was to give us the 110th and what, what they're coming together. Like, I don't know what else is going on with the flashback. Now is it just explaining how they broke up and what happened or is it like, tell us something else. My take is that, this is book whatever we said, 11 or something. And I'm sure that the special investigators weren't in the other books, but I'm sure they were talked about. And I can't say I'm sure because I'm not sure, but I'm guessing they were talk- talked about. Just like in season one, the special investigators were talked about. Not necessarily by name besides Neely, but the group was talked about. I think that because they jumped the gun and went with this plot in season two... They're using the flashbacks to give us more background information and make us care about them more. Like, Mm. for example, Franz is like the start of the season. He's the big plot point in the start of the season. But we don't freaking know the guy. Like, we're supposed to think that Reacher is deeply, deeply hurt by this. And then the other two that die, same thing. And Swan missing and all this kind of stuff. But to us... We don't know shit about these people. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was Neely, because we met her in season one, that was either dead or being blamed to be dirty, we'd be like, that's our freaking girl. How dare you? Just like Reacher would be saying that. So I think they're trying to, like, use the flashbacks to make us care about these people more, which it's fine. Like, the flashbacks have been good. And I also think what you're saying, it's also them trying to give us parallels to what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We were guessing that maybe the bad guy from the flashbacks is going to be the buyer. But now that guy is in jail, I'm guessing, unless he was maniacally broken out and he's the buyer, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just my take. I really don't know what else, why they're giving it to us. And, and I don't have a problem with it because their flashbacks are cool. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think when you're giving us this kind of story, it, it's a shame that these people weren't known for seasons longer, so we care more. I don't know. I have a feeling they're just like using the flashbacks like as a device to break up each episode. Um, So like you're not just following one story the whole time. And I'm right back in my head. I'm like, all right, is this going to lead to something or is it again, just giving us the backstory? But anyway, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't be surprised. We don't get a flashback next episode. This could be the end. You know, they did say disbanded 110th disbanded and everything like that. So it might be done. I guess we'll see. We did get some flirting, though. Dixon and Reacher flirting. <laughs> Just a little bit. That was some flirting in the flashbacks, and then we saw Dixon a little uh, salty when Roscoe was brought up. Yeah. She was that. like, well, who's this biatch? Yeah. <laughs> I had to wait forever to finally hook up with Reacher. This chick got it in, like, one week. <laughs> How long was he in Margrave? So, I can't remember. It was. I think it's only supposed to be the span of, like, a week. Like, yeah, it's okay. not supposed to be that long at all. Yeah. 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 Um Damn. so Roscoe yeah. Moves quick. AM 
AM was a disappointment. We got nothing from him. We don't know what they want to do and if they're going to stick with the books. I have been seeing a lot, and I'm not trying to see any spoilers, but I have been seeing a lot of people say, like, this is not even close to the book that is mm-hmm. based off of. They're pretty much just, like, using characters to make their own story at pretty at this point with, like, the baseline of the story of Book 11. So maybe they are just, like, throwing it out the window for the most part, and they're cool with the fact that there are going to be AM or the buyer, or even Langston that move on to the next season if they want to really expand the plot to further seasons. Maybe we'll get more special investigators, O'Donnell, Dixon, Neely, as main characters in season three or four, and that's just how they've always planned to do it. So maybe AM, this is like a season two introduction, and he's going to be a major player in season three because Langston's going to be taken out, and AM saying, I'm going to do this thing myself, whatever. Also, the buyer, we still don't know who the hell the buyer is, so it's either going to be, like you said, Paul, yo, I'm the buyer, I'm here for the finale, and now that's it, or the buyer's going to show up, it's going to somehow be someone that we care about, and then it's going to move on to the next season. But it really seems like they're going for AM's nothing, the buyer's nothing, Langston's the bad guy, and the big climax with Langston will be in episode 8, and somehow the deal will be destroyed, and we don't care about AM, and we don't care about the buyer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with... I I, I just... It went such a different direction this season than I thought it was originally when we were watching episode one and two. I thought AM was literally going to be the focus. And, you know, Reacher would have those intelligent, mocking conversations on the phone with AM, not Langston, but... Um, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We were talking about that last I mean, episode. Is AM going to be a multi-season thing? And I don't know. And if it is, if that's what they're doing, then I get it. What... It makes sense that he was barely in this season because if it wasn't his season, this was just his introduction. So um, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we were talking about Sherlock and Moriarty here. Yeah. And it ended up being Sherlock and NPC pretty much. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. nobodies. So what do you think is the deal with Senator Lavoy? You know, Reacher did give him the phone call and he was like, all right, you said you could give me anything I needed. I need all the men you have. And he's got two Navy SEALs, one Ranger. Um, are they just going to pop up and there's just going to be a big throwdown? Um, that's the only thing I'm, I'm really waiting for next episode. We know Reach is going to go in. His plan is to get tortured, right? Just to play along with it and then wait for the deal to go down and then break out and bust everybody. Paul, Paul, what did he pull out? The fastener. Of that paper. He yeah. pulled that fastener out. Told you We're it was going coming back, back to earlier in the season. It's coming back. Maybe he's going to break the handcuffs with that. Yeah, he's going to break out of the handcuffs and do some Reacher shit, some yeah. cowboy shit. Where's you got finale, that? But I, I got. I'm thinking of two or three places, and <laughs> most of them aren't comfortable. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, heard that. Here's something I want to talk about with this Lavoy stuff. He offered up three people. Are we talking about another weird coincidence where these three people? that were drinking beers, decided to say, yo, narc, and start talking shit to the guards? Or are they working with Reacher? And I'm just like, can't, I don't understand what the hell's going on. Are uh, they the SEALs in the... Nah. They looked young. The, I think they it were just, just was stupid, right? I think they were just angry youths, which... Yeah, so it was just stupid, basically. Balls to chug a beer 
and chuck it at a security guard and then get in a car and drive away. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This is not how these go down. Um, yeah. So, so if they're not associated, which I didn't get that they were, yeah. then it's another stupid thing because Reacher's just like, oh, this gave me an idea. And it's another yeah. one of those things where it's like, okay, Reacher needs some kind of idea about what he's going to do the, the electric fence. Oh, how are we going to do this? Let's get three kids drinking beers, drive up <laughs> randomly to some to some isolated power plant or warehouse or whatever. They're going to throw the beer at the electric fence, and then they're going to hammeredly drive away. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it just so happens to be when Reacher and Neely are, like, scouting the place out. So something I do want to talk about really quickly is the stuff, just for a rewind, with Marlo and, and Jane and O'Donnell and Dixon. And so we have, like, the first scene where it's pretty obvious that Dixon, or, I'm sorry, O'Donnell's not going to be bad. He has a really nice scene with Jane where he's basically showing he actually is the family man that we were accusing him of not being. And if he ends up being alive, good, and someone we see in later seasons, then I like this scene for him because it makes us like him more. If he's not a bad guy and he's not dirty, which it doesn't seem like he is, then this is a good scene because it makes us care about him more. And if he dies, which can easily be the sad moment of the finale because he's the family man because Dixon does say, keep your chin up, you can roll out, go to your family, you have more to lose. And he's like, yeah, right. And that brings us to the flashback. That would be a devastating loss because you know he has a family. Yeah, that might be where it's going. They're just building it up to make it hurt when he does make a sacrifice or whatever. Because in the flashback, he was always the, oh, I'm not tied down to anybody type of guy. And now he's the big family man. So. I could. I was thinking that too. I was like, imagine I'm calling O'Donnell bad this entire time. I'm like, he's he's gonna turn any second, and he's in the, the end, guy he's ever. gonna like he's gonna jump in front of a bullet for Reacher or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just I was so so far off. So funny. That's all right, man. That's what we do. That's what we do. And we have people call us out. We have people agreeing with us, and we have people calling us out, and. We answer everybody, and we love talking to everybody. So continue to hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, our Discord page. Just talk to us about it. Tell us if you think we're stupid. Tell us if you think we're smart as hell. Um, Not much more to talk about. The one last thing I want to talk about is still no swan. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I mean, they're torturing O'Donnell. They're torturing Dixon. We don't see any swan at all. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was definitely going to be at least teased this episode. Um, if it turns out that he is dead all this time, I'm just going to be like, what the hell? Like, how how would they used him as a plot device all those episodes, but it was just like literally to keep you intrigued and he's been dead this whole time? I don't know. I'll be a little pissed. It's weird because are we to think that Langston is stupid enough not to realize that Swan is actually good we talked about in the last two episodes that swan is the undercover security person next to langston to langston he could just be the outsider who's not one of his ex-cops that they're just making the fall guy he obviously has to know that swan has association with the special investigators yeah. Is he only keeping Swan because he's the outsider who's going to take the fall? Why isn't he associated with Dixon and O'Donnell when Langston calls Reacher and he's like, yo, I got your your homies? Yeah. He could have added Swan to that. Like, why isn't Reacher 
assuming Swan's alive and there too, if they now know that he's good? Why isn't the plan we need to get out Dixon, O'Donnell, and Swan? No, I agree. When he said, like, I got people that you care about, I, I thought it was going to be Swan because, right? I mean, Langston's got to know at this point, right? Maybe not. I mean, I guess that's the whole thing. Yeah, Langston might not know he's good, but he has to know that he's associated with the special investigators. He might think that Swan is someone that turns dirty, but they're just using him as the fall guy. That is fine, but no explanations are being given. So anything else in general that you want to talk about? I mean, I think the engineer that installed the chips, I think, you know, AM was talking about that guy again. Right. I have a feeling Mm -hmm. like he's just going to get shot before they can even show him how to install the chips. And the whole deal is going to, like, fall through that way. I don't know. They just keep bringing up the engineer. So we'll see. That, he's but... the important thing. Yeah. He's the last bit. He has mm-hmm. to give the chips, and he has to teach him how to use them. So he's definitely the last piece of the puzzle. They have to stop that moment. Yeah. I guess the buyer, too, um, if they, they reveal that, that could come. That could be another bit that plays into it as well. But, um, yeah, it's pretty much just the engineer... I know the Navy SEALs are just lurking around. I assume they're just going to be like sniper support for him. I don't know if they're actually going to be able to get in because they just made a whole point about it being no way to initiate a plan from the outside without triggering alarm and stuff like that. So I don't know how they're going to get in when that was such a big point this episode. But uh, but yeah, that's about it. And I guess Marlo Burns, I guess she's just done and wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, I, she's in like, Buffalo. She's, she's watching she's, a Bills game. Apparently, I was just gonna say she's in like six feet of snow right now. Um, I th- I guess she's done. Like I could see that straight up just being tied up. Yeah, I think she's done too. With with fucking Dixon's weird old landlord, <laughs> they just become best friends. It does but, crack yeah. me up that that Reacher has the lack of moral compass in a way where yeah, it's a bad guy, but he does like this is from Gaetano Russo, and he just kills the dude straight up. That yeah. kind of stuff is cool, but it's also like not what you would expect from the Reacher character that we met. I don't know. Like I, I understand he's killed a million people, but that seemed more like an unnecessary kill if you're yeah. trying to make Reacher seem good. Like he's not <laughs> like I don't even want to talk about this right now, but pretend like you're having the conversation where it's like Dexter. The serial killer who kills bad guys. Obviously, Dexter's a freaking murderer. He's a bad guy. But he only kills bad guys. Mm-hmm. So is he a bad guy? Like that yes, he is. He there's no real argument. He's a bad guy. How is Reacher really any different? Yeah. He the way that they're presenting that, him. I already said like said earlier, if he had like four or five like close up personal kills this episode alone. And I was like, we're all, all those are pretty fucking brutal, brother. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. And Neely's all for it, I guess. She doesn't like double guess him or anything like that. And I know Reach has always been like brutal, um, but I don't know. Like, I, def- I didn't think he was going to kill Russo's boss because Russo's boss wasn't the one that sent the guys after him. He was just updating him, but he yeah. fucking murdered the he shit out of him. He went for the gun, man. Reacher yeah. just, but but it's one of those things where Reacher was like, "Do it, bro, freaking <laughs> yeah, do it." So, yeah, I don't know. You could make that argument that Reacher is just unnecessary kill at this point, but at the same time, you know, I get 
they were bad people. They were like yeah. other murderers and stuff like that. My parting shots for this episode are a little bit of an um, extension of what we talked about in the last two episodes, and it was pretty much our worries for the season. And that is that we worried that there was going to be a scenario where it was so obvious that Swan was going to be good or revealed to be good, and then there's going to be no actual surprises like someone being dirty and it's going to be a very straightforward story. If you really want, you can still make Swan bad and have it be a double turn, like you said. But if they don't, then you just made me watch a show where I hope you don't think I thought he was bad at any point. <laughs> yeah. I and then when really. I had some like theories about people that would have been a good reveal to be bad, they're not actually bad. They can land the finale where I'm like, all right, this was this was an entertaining season. We were entertained this entire season so far. But writing-wise, I'm a little worried for how they're going to stick the landing just because I thought there were opportunities to make it a certain way. I don't want to say better because who am I to say it's better as a writer? Mm-hmm. I'm not a writer. But I expected something if you're going to make it so obvious that Swan was good. I thought there was going to be some kind of twist. Nah, I think it was just been pretty straightforward. I think it was just the mystery of the numbers and like the detective aspect of it, of hunting these people down, getting questions, getting another clue. And I think this finale is just going to be like a big blowout spectacle where there's a bunch of action. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be anything else like you're saying. I I don't know. I hope there is. Yeah. So I feel you. We're, We're there. It's the last episode coming up. We'll see what happens. For the millionth time, it's been entertaining, but we've had some problems. We'll see how they stick the landing to see if they can fix some issues, to see if it's just going to be a entertaining season with some problems, or if they're going to figure out a way to make us go, okay, you got us. I'll be fine if they get me. I have no problem at all if they get me. That's the point. So we'll see. But everyone, if you're enjoying our coverage of Reacher, please check us out, binstowntv.com, or just search us on any of your favorite podcast apps, subscribe to our main feed, and you will get every single TV show we've ever covered. We've covered a movie here and there. We may cover movies in the future, but we're focused on TV right now. I named them all in the intro. We want you guys to follow along with us. We want you to come for the ride, so check us out, BingetownTV.com, or just search us at TV. Every single thing will be there. Four years as a podcast. Almost 500 episodes, so much content, you'll never get bored. And that's it, I think. That's it, right? Yeah. That's it. One more episode. Here we go. So we'll see you guys next week. We can't wait for the finale. We'll talk about it. We'll dive deep. Whether it's a straightforward episode or not, we'll give it a good deep dive. We'll talk about what we need to talk about. And hit us up on Discord, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what your thoughts are on the episode, on our theories. If you think we missed anything we love talking to you all once again we are Town tv and thank you so much for listening you're listening to the geekscape network you're listening to the geekscape network